Let us pray. Holy God, tonight we slow down. Tonight we pause and we consider. Tonight we look at ourselves in an honest way, a truthful way. We seek to name our brokenness and mortality and to know you as wonderful, as loving, as our God. We confess to you that too often in the busyness of our lives, we are running here and there. We feel the pressures of work, relationships. We become distracted and overwhelmed. We are sorry that we do not take enough time simply to pause and be grateful and to be thankful and to know you. May tonight, may our prayers and our worship, our songs, rise to you as pleasing incense. Rise to you as our expression of love and thankfulness. Jesus, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Phil mentioned that the tradition of Ash Wednesday is one that goes pretty far back. Actually, I looked it up. And I found out that it was uh, codified, it was ritualized all the way back in 325 A.D. 325 A.D. And it was probably practiced even before that, uh, probably a generation or two removed from the first disciples. That, That what we do tonight is our heritage and our confession as a Christian people dating all the way back, generation upon generation of Christians have gathered together and rubbed ash on our foreheads. It was set apart as a holy day, a precious day, where we would look at our lives and we would look at one another and we would hear the words, dust you are, To dust you shall return. It's not very popular telling people they are dust and to dust they shall return. It's not very popular telling people they're going to die. It's not popular telling someone that their lives are broken, that the world is broken. It is not popular, but it is the truth. Tonight is a night where we as Christians all around the world 
where we speak truth. The truth of our mortality and the truth of our mistakes. We confront the excuses we so often hide behind. We admit we're not perfect. We are not invincible. We are not without error. We confess our limitations. We confess we're not immortal. We are not as in charge of our lives as we'd like to think we are. We name our faults and our failures. The harsh words to a spouse. The breaking of a promise to a child. The lusting after power or money or fantasy. We name the pain and the misery that we have invited into our lives. In doing so, we leave behind the facade and we begin walking in the light of the truth. We examine ourselves truthfully and when we know the truth, Scripture says the truth will set you free. The truth is we are not gods and we do not need to be a god. The truth is that we are finite creatures and we are made from dust. To dust we shall one day return. The truth is that we have a god, a god who is already in control. We have a God who created us from the earth, a God who knit us together in our mother's womb, a God who formed us and fashioned us, who has dreams and hopes for us and our lives. The truth is that this God loves you, that he forgives you, and he seeks to restore life to you. Truth came as a man 2,000 years ago and began a journey to a cross that ends in freedom, healing, restoration, a journey that ends in life for me and for you. And so tonight, tonight you are invited to spend time looking at the truth, facing the truth, hearing it. The truth of your mortality, the truth of your mistakes, the truth of your own personal brokenness and the brokenness of our world, and the truth that there is a God who loves you, and this God makes dry bones rise to new life. A God who takes dust from the earth and fashions it anew. To help you experience this, to help walk you through this naming, we've created for you a guide, 
I hope you all have one. The guide has some simple steps to be completed at your own pace, at your own discretion. We hope to create a space and environment where you can take your time facing truth and hearing it spoken to you and over you. There are a couple simple steps. Step one, examination. Spend some time praying and examine yourself. Be in conversation with God about your brokenness. Brokenness that you have perpetuated or brought about, or brokenness that has been done unto you. When you are ready, you're invited to approach a prayer station. There are six of them, and they are all identical. When there, you'll notice that there are some biohazard bags. Take a biohazard bag and fill it with sand. With every scoop, consider the weightiness of brokenness in your life. Think about the symbolism of a biohazard bag. Consider writing in the sand examples of pain, regret, and hurt that you've experienced. Make it a prayerful, prayerful experience. When you're ready, return to your seat and pray some more. The second step is a time of prayer between you and God. Use the biohazard bag. Feel its weight. Recognize its symbolism and meaning. Try holding it over your head as you pray. A physical reminder of how brokenness and death weighs us down. Again, this is at your own pace. It's supposed to be slow. It's supposed to be contemplative. It's supposed to be prayerful. It is supposed to be meaningful. So don't rush it. Take your time. There are Bibles in the back if you'd like to read. Bring out your phone. Bring up an app. Read Scripture. Pray. When you're ready, you can approach Pastor Bob or myself. We'll be up front to give you ashes. Once you've received your ashes, you're invited to leave your biohazard bag. Leave the weightiness of sin and brokenness that is in your life. Leave it at the cross. Leave your brokenness, your mistakes, and your death at the cross for God to take care of and trust it into his care. There is no formal ending you can stay in prayer as long as you'd like. 
when you're ready, you're invited to exit through the back of the sanctuary. As you do so, leave your brokenness, your regret, and your pain behind. Leave it at the cross. And walk forward as someone who walks forward in the light, in the truth, with it etched, the truth etched on your forehead. Dust you are, to dust you shall return. Entrust it to God. If you're here with children, the backside of the guide is a family-friendly version. We invite you to read that through and walk through as a family. When you're done, there is a place upstairs in the cafe for some additional activities for the children. We thought it would be a space maybe where parents, if, if you're here together with your kids, where perhaps one could go up there and give space for the other to spend more time in here. We wanted to give you all a chance and space to make this a meaningful night. Tonight marks the beginning of our journey to Easter. It's our journey to the cross, where we walk alongside Christ, witnessing what he has done for us, learning who he is and his love for us, and where we, once we have arrived at the cross, learn of the life that he has won for us, the victory over death. This is the beginning of your Lenten journey, your journey to Easter. This is Ash Wednesday, a time to confess our brokenness and become people who are set free by the truth. Welcome to your journey. Let it begin.